0: Welcome to the June 2nd, 2008 edition of The New Yorker. We have six articles for you. Jeffrey Toobin revisits the past 40 years of politics through the eyes of the controversial political consultant and lobbyist Roger Stone. Then, Alec Wilkinson brings us up to date on the very latest in non-lethal weapons. Following that, it's Shouts and Murmurs, and a piece by Jenny Allen that's perfect for anyone who's sleepless in Seattle. Following that, it's Shouts and Murmurs, and a piece by Jenny Allen that's perfect for anyone who's sleepless in Seattle. Next, Sasha Frere Jones says the new album by Usher reveals his new side. And David Demby reveals whether Indiana Jones still has it after all these years. But first, it's this week's comment. In Memory Lapse, Hendrik Hertzberg writes about the realities of vote counting, 2008 style.
1: The precise origins of Memorial Day are a little fuzzy. According to one version, it was first celebrated in 1865, a few weeks after Lee's surrender to Grant. Freed slaves and black and white Union soldiers marched to the site of the Confederate prisoner of war camp in Charleston, South Carolina, for some hearty hymn singing and picnicking. Others place its beginnings in Waterloo, New York, a year later, while still others date it to 1868 and a proclamation by the Commander of the Grand Army of the Republic, the Northern Veterans Organization. What no one disputes is that the holiday's founding purpose was to honor the Civil War's fallen. This year, thanks to HBO, the remembrances of the Memorial Day weekend encompassed another American Civil War, happily less lethal to its combatants, but far from trivial in its consequences, the election of 2000. HBO's movie, Recount, has fewer shrinks than The Sopranos, and fewer laughs than Curb Your Enthusiasm, but its overall factual accuracy has been attested to by close observers of the events it portrays. It reminds us of some essential truths about the election and its aborted recount, that more Floridians went to their polling places to vote for Al Gore than for George W. Bush that a full and fair count would have confirmed the voters' preference, that the White House was awarded to Bush, the half-million-vote loser across the nation, by a 5-4 to four Supreme Court diktat. The injustice of Bush v. Gore was obvious at the time. Its sequel has proved it to be a tragedy. The stock defense of Justice Antonin Scalia is a three-word sneer. Get over it. Many people find themselves unable to take this bracing advice. The wound to the country's civic health remains fresh, though, of course, it is active, committed Democrats who feel it most keenly. In the current presidential primary campaign, as in the Electoral College, the popular vote has...